If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. What's happening, friends? Welcome to Podcast Unlocked, episode 416 for October 22nd, 2019. We are in the heart of review season. Most of the big games, many of them, are out. We'll talk about one that is The Outer Worlds, one that's coming up, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, plus the top 10 selling games of September per the NPD, and a whole lot more coming up on Podcast Unlocked. All right, my friends, I'm Ryan McCaffrey. To my left, Brendan Tyrell. Howdy. Multi-layered, looking sharp as always. Thank you. Yeah. You got to dress for the weather. You got to do it. <laughs> We're into the fall now. Miran- Actually warm. Miranda Sanchez, hi. Hi, hello. Also layered. Yeah, you look like you're cold. Is it I, cold in the it's studio? hot today, but I'm very cold. <laughs> um, also, I'm going to get a little bam. Thank you. Oh. Yeah. Destin is, Destin is on assignment, so he, he could not be here today. It's just a little one. And well, I believe making his unlocked debut, maybe. I've been on, You've been on, I've been on yeah. been Once in a Blue Moon. Time. Not since we, we were in the new studio. This is actually yeah. the first time I've been like on a show in the new studio. Dan Stapleton. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Oh, are you going to critique my wardrobe? No, you look good. Yeah, Solid, I, just single color V-neck. And this yeah, is, by the way, I, this is like the, the most hypocritical thing. I like how we're all wearing t-shirts and jeans. I have, I have no fashion sense, and here I'm like, I'm, at least I'm complimenting everyone. Dress. I'm not. I'm not criticizing. I didn't know I was going to be on the show today. So it's like, well, let me just wear my drabest outfit. <laughs> yeah. Usually, usually I dress up for you, right? I know. I appreciate <laughs> it. So, uh, by the way, this episode of Unlocked is brought to you by Taco Bell. They are currently giving away. You may have noticed if you're watching on video, there is a there is an Xbox on a glowing pedestal in front of us, and the reason is because this is the Eclipse. Xbox One X bundle currently being given away at Taco Bell. To learn more, visit Taco Bell. Go to their website. The most notable part of this, so this the I reason... The, I think the lower thirds are still up. Oh, that's all right. We'll so just they, get rid of those. Bam, them. right there now. It is. Thank you. Hey. Executive producing. I'm bad at it. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. The, sure, it'd be cool to win an Xbox One X. Who wouldn't want to do that? But, but really, <laughs> the star of this show is right here yeah. on top of it. Uh, that would be the elite... 
Miranda, just do you want to hold it? Because I can see the look on your face. Like I was, was going to steal it if it was at your desk this weekend. <laughs> I was like, I was like, did Ryan leave it? Because if he left it, I'm taking it home. <laughs> you took it. That's, well, that's good. you had the yeah. It's all good. So the Elite Series Two uh, wireless controller. And how's it feel, Miranda? So good. Yeah, it's very nice. We got our hands on it at E3 briefly, but now we have it, and we're really going to put it through its paces. It's notable that there's no there's no Taco Bell branding on this thing. It looks really nice, uh, but it does smell like ground beef. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, can't, you can't get that at home. <laughs> I don't know. Very. It's very Sorry. strong right here. Right. I don't know if the mic will pick this up, but it does have the. Uh, it does do one special thing, even though it's not branded. I don't think the salts. I don't know. I don't know if that registered, but it's, it was the Taco Bell bong bing yeah, sound, whatever bell. The, bell, yeah. This, this, it was the Taco, the Taco Bell. Taco Bell, yeah. So it's supposed to set off the padlock. Just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. fourth meal. Um, anyway, really? Yeah, the Taco Bell sound. I just put that together. We did it. We did it, you guys. Anyway, um, yeah. If you're into Taco Bell, you can yeah. win an Xbox. So go check that out. But. There's no Taco Bell branding on it, but if you do win one of these, and apparently they're giving one away like every 10 minutes if you are a fan of Chalupas. Yeah, a friend who won a 360 through one of these. Destin away. did. He's told that story before. Oh, wow. yeah, yeah, and I know somebody one. else who also won one. Yeah, it happens. It's actually Brian Albert. <laughs> it can be you. Yeah. So but the bundle uh, uh, obviously comes with the Elite 2 controller. Yeah. It comes also with a vertical stand for your 1X, which is nice. nice that I is keep, cool. I keep mine vertical. Um. Yeah. After the original Xbox One, I won't. I'll never go back to horizontal. No. Are, uh, are you? I'm. I'm. I'm a horizontal guy. I'm a vertical guy. Just save so much space, <laughs> Miranda. Um, Mine's horizontal right now. She actually has hers diagonally. It's yeah, really it's just <laughs> which makes uh, disc-based games a real treat <laughs> yeah, for when you have to install. It makes a crunching noise. I don't understand. <laughs> uh, the hard, physical hard drive platters love that too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's good stuff. Uh, and it also comes with an exclusive. Um, in lieu of the Taco Bell branding you were mentioning, it comes with like an exclusive wallpaper that you can download. Does it really? Yeah, yeah. It's like this weird uh, metallic purple Taco Bell logo uh, really as a back. Totally optional. I haven't got that. You don't have to download it, <laughs> but you can. It played the triggers. Yeah, it's it's a nice step up from yeah. the Series 1, which it should be. It's $180. It's more yeah. money. Yeah, that, that piece of garbage, that, that uh, you know, Elite, Elite Series 1 controller. How dare I've, you? I've, I've, hey, I have to use that garbage you? for an upcoming until, review. Until we get those not, in. I would I not be like caught I, dead using this Elite Series 1 anymore. Um, <laughs> Miranda, and I, crazy. Miranda and I spent some time with it uh, last week while you were out on assignment. Yeah. And uh, it's it feels good. It's got some heft to it. So one of the things that I really liked is I felt like I was living in the future for a split second because I got into the Project X Cloud beta. Oh, yeah. Um, and so I was playing Gears 5, but I broke out the Elite controller. And nice. so I was like, wow, everything's new. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, cool. not call it uh, Too Elite, Too Furious. Oh, it's a missed opportunity. Dan, this is why it's your sure. first time in yeah. the studio. <laughs> uh, it, it is Bluetooth. Like Miranda was saying, it is Bluetooth capable, so you can use yeah. it for Project X Cloud. Or Apple Arcade. Or Apple Arcade. <laughs> yeah. Or any Bluetooth enabled and, device. Uh, and Scarlet. It's already com- confirmed to be forward compatible with Scarlet, though we don't know what the new Scarlet controller will be, but I imagine it probably won't be quite. It can't be, it can't be too much better than this. <laughs> yeah. so, I'm really I mean, excited for that. Yeah. 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 I, it's, we, we had this conversation. Yeah, it's like, hold all it. right, what is the interim between the Xbox one controller and the Xbox Scarlet controller? Knowing that the elite two is now the premium controller. Yeah. Moving that's, into that's the next the, generation the benchmark now. Yeah. Um, so it'll be worse than this <laughs> <laughs> is the takeaway. But, um, you know, I know, uh, I don't want to say controversial, but it is a built-in 
I love it. battery. I love that. Some people are not thrilled. And I think they're mostly conditioned by the fact that the DualShock 4 doesn't have a great battery life. So Microsoft is saying so that. They're uh, saying 40 hours. 40 hours, depending we on your usage. That. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to test it out. But if all goes well, I mean, you plug it in with a USB-C and then, uh, or a micro, and then. Oh, you, USB-C, you got it. Is right it there? Two? Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, full charge, you get 40 hours off of it. And you don't have to worry about the batteries popping out of your controller when you in- inevitably drop when you it drop on the it. ground. Yeah, I've done that so many times. Do you yeah. know if it sports wireless charging? Uh, I don't I, know that, that I'm not sure actually. of. I, I'm I'm always disappointed. Oh wait, yeah, wait. Does the case charges it? If I remember right, it has a dock in it. Yeah, okay. but oh, maybe, but maybe you have to. You do. You do. You have to plug the case. So there's a. So yeah. So yeah. Plug the case in and then actually in here. So this this the little back of it. yeah. Okay, this so, this so. little docking. Oh, well, this is this little docking puck <laughs> you can take out or leave in. So you can you can put it in the in the case. One sec, and then. Put the controller on top of it, and then plug the USB cable in the back, and just leave it in the case. Or you can take the puck out. Yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of wireless charging. Like most, one of the nicest things that ever happened to me, uh, phone wise, was was like getting getting a, a wireless charging pad where I can just plunk it down and yeah. not worry about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess this is this is not wireless, but it's got little contacts in there. So yep, it's, uh, uh, three, so you don't, three or four prong, I think. Uh, four, I think. Uh, three, yeah. Okay, yeah. So you're not. Three you're, it's prong. not. It's not like Qi wireless charging, but it. But it is. You don't have to fiddle with a connector, which is great. Yeah. Love yeah. It. I mean, everything about it seems solid. Like it's well made, well built. Yeah. And I, for I really a, hope, uh, I really hope that when when Scarlet comes out, they make that standard that you can just plunk it down. On yeah, the that would be nice. That actually would really be great if <gasps> That's if a it good addition. if it also had some sort. Although I don't know if you want your standard controller to be internal battery, or you want to give the option yeah, to use batteries. I'd rather have well. recharging. That's just better for the environment and. Yeah. Fewer things I have to buy, and if you're not if you're not having to fiddle with cables to 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 do it, like I I would happily make that trade off. Especially like there's no reason you couldn't have a replaceable battery pack and still be still be wireless charging. That's true. Um, you know, just have it just pop out and you know buy an extra one. Yeah, that is true. All right, for uh, a bit of a more detailed, comprehensive unboxing of all this stuff, stay tuned for a little segment we'll, we're going to throw into the show in a little while with Brian Altano. Oh, hey guys, did you hear the double chalupa box at Taco Bell is back for a limited time starting on October 17th and running through November 23rd when you get the $5 double chalupa box that comes with a crunchy taco, cinnamon twist, and a medium drink. You'll have a chance to win an exclusive Xbox One X Eclipse bundle. One for every 10 minutes for 38 days. What's inside? The stand. Elite Controller Series 2. This controller won't be available to the masses until November 4th. That means you have the opportunity to win it before you can even buy it. We have the Game Pass card, the actual console itself. Look at the unique silver to black fade design. This thing is packed with magic and wrapped up in one convenient little bundle. You know, kind of like a $5 double chalupa box. Order and enjoy your $5 double chalupa box either in-store on TacoBell.com or on the Taco Bell app and follow the instructions on the side of the box for a chance to win. Learn more at TacoBell.com slash Xbox. Now, let's talk about the primary reason that Dan Stapleton is here besides the fact that he's handsome and we needed to up the handsome quotient on the podcast this week. Sorry, Brandon. <laughs> More than Mario. It's, I drag it down every week. No. You, you, you balance me out, but we need Dan to just raise it up. I'm really uncomfortable right now. <laughs> raising the average height, I'll give you that. That's true. That is true. Um, anyway. <laughs> that's, that's my fault. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> up the chair it goes. Uh, the Outer Worlds. Yes. So 
not a first party game kind of in a weird way it's it's developed by a first party developer so, for, for so microsoft close. yeah oh, it's yeah. Uh, it's it's not also not second party by the traditional definition it's out on xbox one that's what matters as well as any other major platform you want to play on not, not switch yet not yet but it's yeah. coming yeah so but this is a game, you know, we had, uh, by the way, I hope everybody enjoyed the interview we had on last week with Leonard Boyarski, the co-director, and Natai Padar, uh, the narrative uh, designer last week. That was that was fun having yeah, them here. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And after we shot that, uh, Natai and I went in and just kind of blazed through character creation. Yes. So we have a cool video up on IGN right now where we just kind of talk over the character creation screen and gives you some tips about what I think, do. don't we have the opening minutes of the game up? We do. Yeah. We also have the first you 20 You just kind of want to see what you're in for. Yeah. Um, but yeah, launching into Game Pass... Which I, I've seen, uh, I, so I tweeted out your review this morning, Dan, and uh, a sort of surprising number of the replies were, oh, I didn't even know this was on Game Pass, which is not their fault. I, right. I think there's not been a great, there's clearly not been a, a sufficient education on Microsoft's private divisions and Obsidian's part on letting people know that this this thing's launching straight into Game Pass. I'm, I'm sure like private division is totally happy to have people who are, who already subscribe to games but Game Pass like spend sixty bucks on it. Yeah, uh, so it's not it's not really in their interest to go big with with pushing that. But Microsoft in, and, and now Obsidian, which is part of Microsoft, yeah, like should be making noise about that. Yeah, so, I've seen um, the Game Pass Twitter account tweet yeah. about it a lot, but it is the Game Pass Twitter That's account. That's right, preaching so, to the choir at that. There's point. really yeah. not a great way to find that information unless you follow them on Twitter or go to their website. Like, do you remember back in the day where the new Xbox games with gold games would come out and just felt ubiquitous? Like you just kind of knew yep. what was coming. I feel like there's there's no real um, there's no real analog for that for Game Pass. I, mean, I think it's it's like Game Pass. You expect like any Microsoft game is going to be on there day and date. Yeah, but this is not strictly speaking a Microsoft game. Yeah, it's yeah. in this so, weird transition phase right now. Right. So I think I think it is. It's understandable that people wouldn't expect it because because of that fact. Right. Uh, right. So. I'm, I'm not. I'm not surprised by that, and, and I think a lot of people are getting a, that pleasant surprise right now. Yeah, and well, I want to talk about sort of the, the, what the future of of that relationship with this with this game being under private division, but a Microsoft owned studio. We'll talk about that in a minute. But first, most importantly, the game itself, Dan, eight point five. Yeah, I'm going I'm to plug my review like I wrote a book. It should, it, it's, <laughs> <laughs> by all means, go go to the self published too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As I said, Actually, IGN <laughs> technically published, well, not yeah, Dan I Stapleton. <laughs> I pushed the publish button. That's myself. true. Yeah, and that's what counts. There you go. But uh, yeah, so why eight point five? What what would you like about it? I mean, uh, it's it's been appealing the whole way of it. It seems like Fallout without all the BS. What I, it, what is it sort of I, in I, the I, end? I wouldn't call the Fallout stuff BS. Myself. <laughs> I like the BS of Fallout. Me too. Um, <laughs> it, it's uh, like. Uh, Obsidian is a is a is kind of the perfect developer to to do this kind of game because they have made both a sequel to of, to BioWare's games uh, two sequels they made Neverwinter Nights two and they made uh, Kotor two uh, and then they've also made a sequel to a Bethesda uh, RPG in Fallout New Vegas uh, plus they've got you know talent for, you know Tim Kane and London Borowski are original Fallout guys yes um, well, so, everywhere yeah they've been yeah. they've been writing for decades yeah and they were they're the creators of yeah. Fallout um, so. It's it's a really kind of a unifying uh, game in that it takes it as you're going through. If you if you're a fan of of both of those styles of games, you say like, oh, they took this from from the Fallout style, Bethesda Fallout style. Oh, they took this from Bioware, Kotor, Mass Effect style. Uh, it it has it's structured very much like a Bioware game, 
in that uh, it has a, a hub, your ship, and then you go use that to basically travel to, and you literally travel. But <laughs> I, the way it's structured is is like that's the hub, and like from there you say, okay, I'm a, I'm going to this planet now, that planet, right. like Kotor, Mass Effect, exactly, yeah. Um, and you, there's no like space combat, like they're like they're yeah. Kotor. I kind of I kind of wish they had done that, but um, but the, I guess the the third ingredient in this in this recipe is a lot of Firefly. So like your, <laughs> ship, your ship is is very reminiscent of Serenity, both in in kind of the design of the of the exterior and the interior, um, and it's unarmed. So it's a, it's a transport ship, uh, so you there's no like fighting in space. The only the only shooting in space that happens is in the opening cutscene. So we talked uh, with with Leonard and Natai last week, Brandon. You were you were bringing up how you loved you know when you first got that first look at the game, you loved the uh, the sort of idiot savant yeah. dialogue options. Mm-hmm. How did you play both in terms of your your character style and your your gameplay style and and what did you what were sort of your thoughts on that side of it? My my first playthrough in a game where I get to choose like with my characters a, a good guy or a anti-hero kind of kind of character is usually airing on the the good side. Um, Everyone goes Paragon first, right? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, you know, and, and you save. Not, <laughs> not Ryan. Unless you're a We've sociopath. We've had some talks before. And I'm like, Ryan. <laughs> when Ryan played Fable, he went for the horns before the oh, yellow. Yeah. 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 Uh, played, so I, I went. Yeah. I went dialogue heavy. Um, they, they're actually like three different dialogue skills. There's, nice. there's persuade, lie, and uh, and intimidate. Um, and they all they all kind of go the same place, but you can kind of create a personality for your character by emphasizing one of those things. Like, well, my guy's a con man. Uh, or my guy's just you know a, a really rational, uh, persuasive person, um, and you can kind of you can pick whichever one you want if yeah. you've leveled up those skills um, and be kind of erratic if you want to. But if you want if you want to play consistently in that role, you can you can decide. Okay, I, w- I want I want to go heavily uh, with intimidation. You know, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I went. I went mostly with persuade, with a little bit of lying in there, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just to uh, keep yourself fair. honest. Right. A- <laughs> um, and uh, uh, on the combat side, they, they actually the one thing, one cool thing they did is they made those dialogue options uh, affect combat in some ways. By basically, the the idea is you're you're like shouting out insults, but your character doesn't speak, so <laughs> or insults or or something that that makes them either cower or flee. <laughs> nice. Sometimes. There's a chance that that'll happen uh, if you level up your those skills. So it's it's neat that that you get some benefit from dumping a bunch of skill points. I like uh, that into those skills and instead of just concentrating on your guns. Um, Similarly, like with science, right? Right. Like in in Fallout, you level up your hacking or whatever. But in this, you level up your science to get better at using computers. But it also allows you to be more effect- yeah, using computers. <laughs> but it also allows you to be more effective with those crazy sci-fi weapons. Right. So they've, they've got a class of weapons. They're, they're basically like legendary weapons. Um, uh, but they they are unique uh, weapons called science weapons. One of them I got was was a um, was a shrink ray that. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> yeah. fun. So the higher, they can duke nukem, baby. Right, exactly. Yeah. So the, the, the higher your your science skill, the the smaller they get. Uh, <laughs> so good. And then their voice too, right? <laughs> yeah, they get high pitched. Um, I got another one that's a, that was a melee weapon, a hammer that every time you swing it, it has a different elemental effect. It's like nice. Oh, cool. Um, so yeah, it's it's, it's there, there are some some cool things, and, and you can get perks that that increase the damage of those science weapons dramatically. 
um, if you want to if you want to gear for that. Did you happen yeah, to find the, the mandible rearranger? I did not find that one. So they told us last week when they were here that was a bug that they turned into a feature, <laughs> where they you, you sh- I guess shoot them and it no you or, hit them or hit them yeah. and it rearranges their face. Nice. Oh, yeah. Wow. Was like oh, they were noticing horrifying like sloth from the Goonies uh, things going on with your face when you hit yeah. them with this weapon and they're like oh that's a feature now so <laughs> it re- literally rearranges their face. Now another thing was. Uh, you you touched on this in, uh, in in your discussion about the game is that you were sort of well we were all kind of had our expectations set by Obsidian that hey this is on the sh- a little on the shorter side compared to some of the bigger RPGs but there's replayability but yeah it's it, it, it's like a 35 hour game and I had to leave like I never actually unlocked the sixth companion because I didn't I didn't notice the the, the kind of like technical corner and uh, but I didn't spend a whole lot of time on the ship so I didn't actually notice them until like I was going into the final battle and like oh I guess I'll do that next time. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea they just keep him in the corner. Right. Well, I, I was I was kind of expecting that 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 final slot to be filled by like uh, like a, a main character that, right. that you've interacted with um, uh, that you only get for like the last mission. But it's like, nope, he was he was there the whole time. Just, you know. <laughs> um, so I've got, I've got more to do next time. But I, I wasn't. I, I I played for roughly thirty five hours. Like my my uh, you know save file says like thirty hours played. But uh, that doesn't count like the times you die and and start over. So. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing like 35 hours in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I had to leave several in order to finish in time to write the review. I had to leave a, a few of the companion quests unfinished. Um, but I, I did like early on, I was doing like everything cause they told me it was, it was like, Oh, it's kind of short, yeah. but it's, yeah. Oh yeah. It's not really short. I kept hearing that. And I was like, you're not fooling me, <laughs> right. which is such a stark contrast. Cause a lot of times the marketing for games or, or when PR tells us about the length of a game, they're like, yeah, it'll be like 30, 40 hours. Like, like and you, you point. take half that if you do everything <laughs> yeah. and then like yeah. play with your character creator a lot. But <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised that it was the other way. It's a little bit longer than they were telling you. Yeah. I mean, at, at the same time, like it's not, as big as a, as like a fallout game because yeah. because it's it's structured like a like a bioware game um it's a, it's got these smaller open worlds instead of a big one so you're not you can't like start out a new game and just go off in a different direction than you did the first time so it's not replayable in that way but it's replayable in the way that you can you know make those different choices and like instead of tra- talking your way through a situation you might you know try and hack or, or uh, uh, the there's there's so many times when it's when they basically give you like somebody you're talking to and it doesn't they want don't want to give you what you're after and they're like oh I've got it up in my in my room behind a locked door and they're, they're, <laughs> you'd have to hack your way in to get it basically <laughs> wink you, wink yeah basically giving you an instruction manual how to yeah. how to get around them if you want to um, or you can just shoot them you can and it's one of those games where you can shoot just about anybody oh nice but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's 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 uh it's not but yeah it's not as as big of a game in in terms of just like going off the beaten path um and then finding i've heard heard people can can beat the the main quest if you if you ignore all the side stuff like a crazy person uh you could you could beat it in like six or seven hours oh wow if you were to do that but i I don't know why you would even play this kind of game if you wanted to do that yeah um because so much of the content is is the the, yeah uh, the companion quests and the side quests and all that so So by companion quests are you kind of talking similar to like mass effect 2 that kind of thing yeah. yeah Yeah, so like, any, like, and a lot of bio, bioware games do this, where you know it's like you talk to the companion, and they're like, "Oh yeah, t- you know, I want to, I want to go and visit my family," and you know, then there's a whole whole quest chain that 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 uh, kicks off of that. So. Loading up the car, and the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you do, you have any any sense of if the 
the world reacts and sort of not that the gameplay changes, but if if the characters react differently, if you are good versus a bad person. I mean, there, there's a reputation system. Okay, that, where uh, it's uh, you know if you one, one thing I like about it is like if you if you steal stuff, um, people will run up to you and say you know hey what do you what do you think you're doing and you can you can like lie or persuade or intimidate your way out of that. Um, or just say, you know, sorry, but that, and, I, <laughs> and rather than rather than like instantly attacking you for the most part, they they will like just dock your reputation a little bit, um, and so that that doesn't like derail the whole thing if you like steal somebody's gum. Yeah, right. Uh, right. <laughs> it's a little bit more realistic. I'm not gonna get shot over a piece of gum. Right, that's right. good. So it's it's a uh, it's a, a nice way to do that, but uh, like it doesn't it doesn't really affect much other than vendor prices. Okay, mm. um, unless you you know really people off in which case yeah by shooting them uh which case they will, they will shoot back um i guess the one other question that comes to mind is is it do you setting aside the fact that there's a lot of other big fall games still to come is it something you'd be interested in playing again yeah absolutely um I, I, there there are enough different choices to to make that i think it, it's it's it would be interesting to see again um i i played through mostly on normal um, but at, at a certain point that got kind of easy hmm. and I, w- I wasn't really taking advantage of the combat, which I haven't talked about the combat at all yet. Oh yeah. Um, which is, it's very fallout, but, uh, not in the vats way. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's like you can slow down fun. time, but you're still rewarded for good accuracy. Right. So it's, it's not, it's not pausing. It's just good. It's slowing down time and you still have full aim control, um, and targeting and just, you know, shooting somebody in the arm. Well, you know, there, there are a bunch of different, uh, debuffs you can activate by where you shoot them. Oh, that's so cool. sweet. Shooting them in the leg will slow them down. Shooting them in the head blinds them and ma- makes them unable to use ranged weapons. Jesus. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it's a temporary thing. So, uh, uh, so I, I, I played heavily with a sniper rifle. Uh, that was that was very useful for, for <laughs> those guys. Up. It's not like the AI is fantastic in, in mm-hmm. any of these games, but you know they'll, they'll use cover. Yeah, um, there are a bunch of a bunch of uh, very big angry monsters that you'll run into. Um, but yeah, when, when I turned up the difficulty, um, I, I was having a lot more fun with the combat system because it actually made me use the companion abilities more. Uh, they have like that isn't a thing, but you can uh, just target somebody and hit the the button to activate the companion ability, and it'll kind of pause the action, and they'll just do a big cinematic like hit it with a hammer yeah. or you know uh, blast them with a minigun or what have you, um, and that that kind of gives you a breather in the middle of an, an intense fight and lets you. Uh, kind of take stock of the situation and uh, will usually knock down a big a big enemy that's that's bearing down on you. Nice. Um, so there, there's some some tactics to it. I I would recommend if you if you have played a Fallout and you know got have the have the gist of how combat works and and can handle yourself in a shooter. I would recommend going up to hard and just playing through that way. Normal is just a touch on the easy side. Really, and you can adjust on any time you want. You can. Correct. And I, I did I did turn it up to hard uh, about midway through. And I, I did end up turning it down back to normal for like the last fight because I, I don't know if I was fully leveled up as much as I should be. For I'm missing a whole companion. Hard. Yeah, I'm missing a whole companion. <laughs> Glenn in the corner. <laughs> uh, for the achievement hunters out there, I'm curious. A lot of times when you change difficulty mid-game, it tells you like you will disable achievements for I, this or something. Did probably, was was there I, anything like that? I wasn't really paying attention to the to that. So I'm like, I need to turn this down, or I'm not going to finish this in time. Um, but but I, I expect uh, I would get the achievement for uh, for being normal. on normal if, yeah. you, if you played any part of it on normal. How do you feel about the companions? They're they're strong. I didn't. I, I don't think there's like a, a a really really must 
play a companion. Like there's an no, HK-47. Or, yeah. There's or, no like, super mutant with a minigun. Yeah. <laughs> or, or like a, a, a Nick Valentine kind of guy that, yeah. that's like super memorable after it. But, but it's, it's, a, it's a good cast. Like they're all there. And, you know, get, get to know them with the, with the companion quests. Um, there, are, there are some, you know, pretty funny lines in there. Mm. You, it, like a Bioware game, you can take two companions with you at all times. Uh, you don't have to. There, there's like a there's a perk you can get that that boosts your damage if you're playing solo. Oh yeah, like Lone Wolf or right, right. similar things. Yeah. So if you if you want to do that, you can. They are they stay out of the way. I never had them get you know tripping over me, and you can push them out of the way nice. easily enough. <laughs> um, they're they're pretty autonomous. They don't they don't die. Um, you know they they get knocked down, but they pop right back up when the combat's over. Um, so they're they're kind of best case scenario. Com- uh, uh, companions from a combat perspective mm. uh you can adjust their their you, like you can tell them where to go and who to attack but it's you know very you don't tell them uh it's it's not like a mass effect thing where you're kind of uh really controlling tightly where they where they are and or like a dragon age thing where you're actually controlling them it's all it's all first person for the most part they just kind of do their own thing yeah and then you're like hey do the big thing to that guy you can you can go into their settings and uh tweak their behavior so they can be oh, more defensive or, nice. or aggressive so you do have some good fine grain old school control, and you're also controlling yeah. their their equipment. You can give them a science weapon, for example, right. um, and you know you can put uh, crazy helmets on them. For half the time I was playing, they were wearing mascot heads. Um, <laughs> here's, the, here's the question: Do they use ammo? They do not use ammo. Okay, so you can do the Skyrim approach where you just give them like one of the best arrow kind, and then they just fire it continuously. Right. Well, the, so the ammo uh, is, they just have like three types of, three or four types of ammo. It's light, heavy, and energy. Right. Uh, the energy weapon is actually Firefly brand name. <laughs> like the, it says Firefly on <laughs> Oh, that's cool. Um, <laughs> uh, but, just in case you didn't get it before. Right. Yeah. I wonder how many Easter eggs there are in there. Like, is there a oh, guy named so. Malcolm Reynolds somewhere? Maybe somewhere. But, you know, it all takes place in one solar system. There's there's a guy with a bowler hat and the <laughs> kind of a little crime lord guy in, in the first area. Uh, you know, very, very reminiscent of a lot of Firefly stuff. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, what was the question? Oh, yeah, companions. <laughs> but so, I, I, just, I, I guess one of the last things I'm curious about is how is it's, it's this role-playing game uh, by a studio known for good writing. How is the story? Is it satisfying by the end? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's about... Uh, it's it's actually kind of kind of like Mass Effect Andromeda in that you're on this uh, this colony ship uh, going out to to uh, I guess you know, restock this this uh, this distant colony. The colony, your colony ship is lost uh, for seventy years, uh, and this uh, this uh, this semi mad scientist comes and, and finds you and figures out how to revive you without without uh, making you explode from <laughs> cellular <laughs> yeah cell, massive explosive cell death i think they go yeah. um and uh but in order to revive everyone else you need this this supply of this chemical that's really rare so that's your that's your quest to go out and find that okay um and uh it, it, like there there's it it doesn't really feel very urgent, so it's not it's yeah. not one of those one of those games where it's like the world's exploding. And oh, by the way, can you go get can you go do these uh, little tasks for me? <laughs> Which is uh, not a bad thing right. because there are a lot of games where it's like the, you know the army will be in the atmosphere in ten minutes. But first, I left my lucky rabbit's foot on my desk at my house. Can you I, run and grab exactly. it? I do like it when companions or something call you out for that though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are we really, in a rush? Is like, this really the best use of our really time? Well. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, but in this case, like you're you're literally trying to 
defrost people that have been frozen for 70 years. They can wait a little longer. Yeah, they're fine. Um, so it, it does feel a little bit aimless in that and kind of like almost like vignettes of uh, on each planet where you go there and like there's this set of of, uh, of people that are having – and there aren't a ton of planets but then there are like a couple space stations. But, but there, you know, there's a dispute going on there between two philosophically opposed groups and then you decide like oh, I like these guys better so yeah. I'm going to uh, really screw over the other guys instead. Um, and you're just picking winners and losers through your through your actions, right? And they're all roughly morally gray. There's no clear cut. Generally, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's you know, it's it's all kind of this neo feudalism corporate ruled thing, and and that's what kind of the running gags uh, is that is that uh, the 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 villains are the the board, which mm-hmm. is this corporate group that that treats everybody like absolute garbage. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like it's. You know, there, there is a political message in sure. it, capitalism it, run amok. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's 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 you know, what if all this stuff goes too far? It's like maybe there should be some worker right protections. You know, that that. Kind of <laughs> thing. So, but it, it doesn't it doesn't like beat you over the head with that so much as just like in kind of the Bioshock kind of style, or really more the Fallout style about like why nuclear war is bad. Sure, <laughs> but well, I mean, yeah, right. Uh, but but you know, the Bioshock style of like here here is a scenario uh, of of a bad situation that has arisen if if this this thing goes too far since it's not proper open world uh or you know fully open world can you keep playing after the end of the game you cannot cannot uh, okay so there is a stop there is and, and it warns you like you're yeah. about to go in the last mission um, you know you want you want to create a save here and yeah <laughs> so it, it, it's very very clear about that but yeah when the when the credits roll you can't go back and finish stuff well, it um, sounds super good. Uh, yeah, I'm very eager to play Game Pass. You get you play for a dollar if you sign up for Game Pass if you don't it. have it already. The the only question that I have before we move on because I know we have a lot to get to. Um, <clears throat> I know this is a smaller experience. Do you think there's enough here to like flesh it out and make it its own franchise? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely room for that. The the, the ending is you know semi open. Yeah, I mean it's it's it like. It doesn't radically change stuff, but there's there is a a new twist to the story that's revealed that that could it's it doesn't like directly lead into a sequel, but it's like oh what what happens now? Okay, cool. I, would you want a sequel? Yeah, I think so. I I think there's there's room for it, um, but it also works very much as its own self contained thing. If if there weren't, uh, yeah. I I don't I don't like need to know what happens next. Yeah, yeah well, it, my th- my thoughts are like Microsoft is clearly on the hunt for first party franchises right now, like tentpole ones that can hold it up. And you know, now that uh, Obsidian is part of the first party stable, it would make sense if this does well that maybe we get an Outer Worlds too. Yeah, I, I just stopped for a second. I was like, Outer Worlds. Yeah, that's the right one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, th- I think there's there's no reason that they they couldn't do more in this one, cool. in this universe. Um, it's it's very well fleshed out. There's lots of lore. Yeah, um, I I. I'd like to see it. Um, and it's like, I, I like that, you know, obsidian is out there, uh, you know, n- now, you know, as part of Microsoft and able to do its own thing rather than just kind of walking the footsteps of, of Bethesda and Bioware yeah. and, uh, potentially having its own, uh, you know, third RPG series. That's like right in the middle of those, those two, um, or fourth, if you count elder scrolls on top of that. Um, and you know, I, I think it's, it's, 
this game in particular is really well timed because how long is it going to be until we see another Fallout or another another uh, a long time RPG like yeah well Dra- yeah Dragon Age is years away yeah. so is Sky of uh, Elder Scrolls Six years away yeah Fallout's I don't see and that like, coming anytime soon yeah considering like seventy six is done if we're talking about about sci fi RPGs in particular yeah, yeah. like you, you want you know another another Mass Effect or another Kotor you know <laughs> but <laughs> or or another another Fallout and those those are a long way off mm-hmm. so like. They could easily do another one of these games before we see either of those. <laughs> Very true. Um, maybe two more, <laughs> um, especially if they if they are these you know this scale of thing and not they don't sure. try and thirty hour versus the hundred and fifty hour right and, and like Skyrim it, six. It's it's kind of kind of interesting. Or, like if if this game is like very successful, it's, it kind of proves like maybe you don't need that scale of game to to make to make RPG fans fan, uh, happy. You can you can do you know there's still very substantial. 35 40 hour game and make people happy to you know at a at a more regular cadence than than like 5 6 years between games. Yeah and I, and I wonder how that'll work cuz well first of all since it's, since this game sounds like it's very good I hope it does do well. Hope a lot of people do play it but yeah I, I kind of that was got me thinking like I mean I can't know without seeing the contract between private division and, and obsidian which was signed before the Microsoft <laughs> acquisition but if this game does well I do wonder how that would work if if private division has a if it's a multi-game deal or if there's an option on the private division side but now that Microsoft's in, in there would it would it be the kind of same thing where well okay well we own these guys now so you just have to throw it to us on Game Pass day 1 again or would it be yeah. console exclusive like or I wonder if Microsoft might just say well private division we're going to just we're going to buy this deal out and this is going to be our thing now I, you that's, know I, it, it could go any number of ways for the future here and and microsoft is actually sorry not to I, if I cut you off microsoft is one of those publishers that i mean clearly have not shied away from having companies or ip they own on other platforms True. Right? like minecraft is was they decided to continue to support yeah, viva pinata and pinata so i could see them like okay yeah obsidian's making this game but now there's already an install base of fans on other platforms so why not yeah it, it, i think it depends uh i, I think depending on uh, we, we actually don't know who who actually owns right the, the, there's there's some complication to it with private division um that they they wouldn't talk to us about. <laughs> but, um, so there, there's there's some entanglement there. We don't we don't know. Uh, but yeah, Microsoft could absolutely buy it out or private division if they if they do actually own uh, the the rights to the to the the name of, of the other worlds. They could always go to another developer and have them do that while Obsidian does stuff for Microsoft and and uh, you know. That that could be a good thing too, because it could create another another like independent studio that is basically the new Obsidian and fills that 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 gap where Obsidian left for uh, third party games. Very true, very true. Well, good stuff. Uh, thank you, Dan, for those thoughts. I want to talk for a minute uh, about Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, which I got to go see and play for a couple hours last week. At where? Uh, it was down. Uh, they had it at at Disney, so yeah. that worked out nicely. Oh, cool. Did they? Did they have it at Disney? That worked out nicely. Did you enjoy that trip? It was good. I got to hang. I got to go down Splash Mountain with Brian Altano. I have. Well, see, I have an annual nice. pass, so I could just walk in. Yeah, that was nice. I could. I was just. I already paid for my pass. But um, Jedi Fallen Order is a game. I feel like you know. I've talked about this before, but it's. 
I mean, yeah, it's a Star Wars game. It's a big deal. It's the first one EA is actually going to ship. <laughs> uh, barring any last minute prop, <laughs> that wasn't wood. Yeah. No, I was we'll gonna, go no. It. it's not wood, but that was forceful enough to yeah. make the impact. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's since Battlefront 2 yeah. was yep. the last Star Wars game that they shipped. Unless you count uh, Vader Immortal for, for VR. They've got, they've got those. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean,. Do you? Do you count it? It was pretty good, you said, <laughs> it's right? Game? It's pretty good. Yeah. Well, games are games. It's, it's all right. It's all right. I don't, I don't love it. It's all right. <laughs> but anyway, uh, you know, it's Respawn, who has an amazing track record, but... Different team. Different team, yeah. Uh, Stig's team versus, uh, you know, Vince and, and the you know Titanfall slash Apex Legends team. But, yeah, you know, after getting a quick sampling of it at E3, it was like, okay, yeah, this is... This is good, and I'm sure it's going to be good, but it, it it didn't wow me like I wanted it to at E3. Sitting down with a you know pretty near final version, we played on PC uh, with an Xbox gamepad in this case. It's this game is I think going to surprise a lot of people as it surprised me, and that it's a lot deeper and bigger than I think most hmm. people are are expecting. It is very much a Metroidvania. Um, you know, the maps are huge. They're not, they're not open world maps per se, like, you know, bowls or, or hubs. There is sort of just one path through and then there are sort of shortcuts you can take back. There's no fast travel, which I'm not sure how I feel about that yet. Like, I don't, I, I don't mind not just being able to teleport wherever I want to go. But when I, the, the areas are so big that, that the, when I was done with the planet I was on for the, for this preview event, I had to make my way all the way back and there were a couple of shortcuts, but it just, it was kind of annoying yeah. getting back to the ship and which, and then there was, I had to fight an ATST when I got back to the ship, which was cool. So uh, we'll see kind of see how the, in every Star yeah, Wars game, <laughs> we'll see how the traversal ends up feeling and the whole thing, but it's actually set up a bit like KOTOR as well in that there, you know, you can go from planet to planet uh, and you can choose which planet you want to go to. Some are more difficult than others, combat-wise. And and then when you're there, you know you can you can explore. There are things where um, you'll you'll have to come back to them later, a la Metroidvania. Where, for instance, on the, the planet I was on, uh, Zepho was the name of it. In the beginning, there were you'd see some some uh, like rot, little sort of loose rock walls where you're like, oh, I could force push that, but I don't have force push. Oh, I see. But then. Later on in the in on Zepho, you get force push, so I could come back and and do those walls. Uh, but yeah, it's you can you can change all sorts of cosmetic options on your character, your clothing, lightsaber parts, uh, so that you know the look of it, all all sorts the of stuff. Color. Yes, you can change the crystal. Yes, Ky- kyber crystals. Kyber crystals, yeah. exactly. So thank you for um, see so yeah, a lot of cosmetic options. You're your shipmates, your crew seems really funny and and cool. I like you when you're traveling from one planet to another on on the ship. You can wander on the ship and talk to anybody and take your time, and it won't actually like to actually go to the next planet. You have to go and sit in the co-pilot chair in the cockpit to trigger sort of the landing sequence. Nice. Uh, so so you can you know be on the ship for as long as you want. But it's yeah the the combat feels really good. It's now that I actually got to sit down with it. It's you know you time your blocks right, do counterattacks. The skill tree when you see that, it's it's huge. The Is skill it? tree is enormous. You I I'm sure it's going to be. I don't know for sure, but my gut tells me it's going to be one of those games where 
you can't get enough points to maximize everything in mm-hmm. one playthrough. Like you're going to have to pick and choose which branches you want to to fill out. But yeah, it's uh, whoever Dan, whoever's reviewing that is probably going to want to, you know, if, I think I was expecting a 10 hour game. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be longer than that. I think it's going to be a not saying it will be like a 40 hour, you know, mammoth epic, but there's there's a lot going on with it. And it seems it, it really moved. It went back up my hype list from the kind of dormant place it had been sitting at. And the, the way you described that, like it, it kind of surprising you when you actually sat down and played it, it reminds me a lot of, of how I felt about like Batman Arkham Asylum. It's like I remember a demo coming out from that for that. I'm like, wow, this is really pretty. I'm not like the combat seems a little basic. I'm not sure about this. Uh, but then I sat down and played it and was blown away at how at how deep the combat ended yeah. up being, how expansive the, the levels were. Uh, so I'm vic- you know, vicariously uh, hope, hoping that's uh, that's you know that that experience because uh, I, I think I think uh, you know I, I felt kind of the same way about it based on what we saw at, at E3. I didn't actually play it, but I saw. Like it looked pretty straightforward action game, yeah. but if it's but if it's you know as if it is as you say, and I I have no reason to believe you're lying to me. Uh, <laughs> then, then you don't want that to is, sell me death sticks. That is more exciting. <laughs> uh, I'll sell you a death stick. Uh, yeah, Dan's got no problem. Right. He's got a, he's got a bunch of them in his desk. Um, yeah. Well, I just lost my train of thought when I when I first saw it. I had the same I'll, thing. Uh, I, I was thinking like Force Unleashed as well, but it sounds like it's deeper. What do you think about the protagonist? Because that's so. My takeaway from E3 was I got to see the behind closed doors demo. I didn't get to play the demo, but just seeing that was enough for me to be interested in this because it was a little bit different from what they showed on the stage. Yeah. Um, and gave a lot more context to things. I was like, okay, this is going to be a cool like exploration game as a Jedi. But this protagonist is real stale. Yeah, honestly, even after a couple hours of playtime, yeah. m- my jury is still out on that. Yeah, uh, I his I will say the sh- the your crew is like instantly likable. They mm-hmm. they seem you kind of get a quick a really instant vibe of them, and they seem super neat. Yeah, Cal, I don't know yet, and I don't know how this how the story will because I mean this is a story game, yeah. uh, but it, I'm not sure yet how engaging the story will turn out to be. I mean, it's certainly, it's set in a neat era, you know, uh, after episode three order 66 is, has been, has been executed. So we'll see, but is, is the found, sorry, sorry, sorry. I always feel really weird about like this era or like just any star Wars stuff that happens between movies, because mm. like there's only so much impact you can do. Right. Right. Like there's gonna be, a way for this person to essentially just be erased. Like they can't matter more than like the orig- the main yeah. series. Right? No one will be more important than Han and Leia and Luke. And yeah. yeah, it's like so their adventure will be fun, hopefully. But what sort of impact do they have here? And like, as it, the adventure at least enjoyable. Yeah, it's it's neat, uh, but it can't be you know significant enough that that it was just never mentioned in the movie. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. the Lord of the Rings games did this as well, where like after the millionth game where you play as uh, Aragorn and Gimli and Legolas, they were like, all right, we're going to make a game where you play a, a party of a human and an elf and a dwarf, but they're not, they're not those three. <laughs> and they're off on the other side of the continent. They're do- doing other stuff that's as important. I think in one of them, you like kill a Balrog or something, which is like, I feel like they would have mentioned that, and you know, that's, yeah, that's like a part a problem that I've had with the um, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them series. Mm. Like, nothing can be bigger than Harry Potter and Voldemort. Like, that is their like Harry Potter revolves around that story, and if you try to do anything that matches that scale, yeah, it just feels bad. It feels like unauthentic and just kind of betraying what that world was built around. 
especially just because it feels just a little contrived. Um, but I don't think this gave, gives that air though. Like it doesn't feel like they're trying to push for this to be more important, but that there is something happening. And that this is this one lone Jedi's adventure to try to survive. This is a, kind of an, an issue I've always had with like star Wars expanded fiction beyond, yeah. beyond the movies is that the more they want to start out this, this, uh, this, you know, side story and it's got to have a Jedi because everybody likes playing as Jedi. Got to have a Jedi. Right. It's what like, about the Ewoks? Right. <laughs> Where are they? We're, Jedi Ewok. Right, right. Uh, and the, the more they the more they do that, the the more it's kind of ridiculous when it's like, oh, uh, Luke is the last Jedi. It's like, well, no, there's like a you know, except for this other guy. There was yeah. another one over there. Don't worry about him. Though. Yeah, it's like, oh, he's just <laughs> he's just running around in the background, and Luke's just off there thinking he's the last Jedi. But but there are really like thirty of them running around. Yeah, <laughs> so I mean, they, 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 they they they've all got you know glowing swords and can can you know throw things with their minds. How low profile can they keep? Right. I think that's right. one of the reasons that. The protagonist, like character, just like being an interesting character, is so important at that point. Because if you can't have a really impactful story that goes beyond just them, then you want something at least that person to be entertaining and like someone yeah. that you'd want to yeah. know and like yeah. remember through like Star Wars history. And 100%. like potentially there could be a, a Fallen Order two at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, like is that is that going to be the same guy again, or are they going to you know do a, another Jedi running around at the same time? Um, and is the order still falling? What's going on? <laughs> how, how many times did it fall? Um, and and you know, the, like if he's if he's just kind of this kind of blank, blank slate character that you know you're supposed to just say, oh, that that's me. Um, then that's that's not. It seems uh, like that's what it is, right? Just yeah. like your your blank canvas to project your. Well, I mean, that re- again, that remains to be seen with this game in right. particular. Yeah. We don't know. I you know I just don't have enough of a sense of how fleshed out Cal is as a character and, and how, you know, whether he is just sort of your player avatar so, or whether he's... Are there he's, a lot of dialogue options? There, are, there, there were cutscenes, uh, but not... I don't think there are dialogue options right. in the game. If, it's, yeah. So if, if Cal's just a stand-in for the player, I would rather them just let me create my own Jedi at that point. Yeah. Because then what's the point of him? Well, that they, Snake there? did address that, and he did yeah. say that, no, that's, you know, he... So they're gonna they're trying yeah. to make Cal a story. Matter. Yeah, they, yeah. He's got to have some rather, rather than because yeah. because he said the same thing. Otherwise, the, you just you could just be any gender, any alien, any you know, any, be any Jedi you want to be. So I remember talking with Stig, um at E three about this, and they were kind of distra- describing how Cal was just like a very mellow, kind of like toned down character. I'm like, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't give me this. We've seen this character so many times. It's like in this setting too. Like you want someone who's I guess curious about this world and can like unveil different things about it. Like stars is such a great fleshed out universe. Like there's so much to explore and give me someone who's, <laughs> I keep using this as a scripter for characters. Like it's like just stale bread. <laughs> Why do I, I don't want this. Yeah. <laughs> give me something cool. There's so many kinds of breads out there. Don't give me the stale one. But I think um, what they were saying in the interview, at least, was that um, Cal's droid does add a lot of personality. BD1, yeah. Yeah, it's like. Buddy one. Yeah, so it's like a lot of that dynamic is supposed to kind of fill in the spaces for where he's sort of like kind of closed. I will say, uh, sort of a a final note, one thing that came away from E3 uh, in in that brief demo, you're fighting Jedi, sorry, you're fighting stormtroopers in that demo. And, you know, we quickly learned that you cannot dismember right right stormtroopers human human enemies that was like the biggest headline and, and yeah like that that was i mentioned that in an interview and it turned into a kind of a, a big deal i think it like went went to reddit and everything but 
uh, which was disappointing because we've seen that in previous Je- Jedi games. <laughs> well, in, in the, Take their you limbs. could unlo- you could turn it on, right. put it that way. <laughs> there was there was a little bit of it that, that was by default, I think. Like you would maybe cut off like a hand here and there. Yeah, but but then uh, but if you turned on the cheat codes in, in the uh, the Jedi Academy game, like yeah, Jedi it was built it was built in. Jedi Outcast, yeah. You just had to turn it on. Yeah, that that was that was crazy fun. But what I <laughs> but I, what I will say is cutting people um, destruction. You can absolutely cleave the crap out of any non-human oh, right. enemies. So, so there's some crazy spiders in there, right? The so yeah, there were these, uh, I forget the names of them now, they're in my notes, but basically these giant space rats that I was oh. fighting on, on the planet Zepho. And yeah, you can, you can absolutely just cleave them right down the middle and then they just, <laughs> they just oh fold God. apart with the, you know, like burn mark outline. So, and you can do that to, again, non-human Opponents, so you can have some very destructive fun with the lightsaber. It is interesting that they they want the like full no human uh, uh, dismemberment at all because like Star Wars has lots of human dismemberment. Yeah, but I, now Disney owns yeah. it, so right. Well, they, they own a lot of dismemberment. I, I will say I saw a, a cutscene. I saw a cutscene with a th- I think uh, a part of the game I'm I'm not supposed to write about. Like a anyway, I, there I there was a. There are there is character dismemberment. Yeah, in, you just in can't. select. Yeah, I don't think can you do can it. do it. You can't do it, but <laughs> yeah. if they do it for it, you, at le- it happened at le- least once from what I saw. But when I do it, it's cute. <laughs> well, that's, that's the thing is like you know in in Star <laughs> in the original trilogy, Luke loses spoilers. Uh, <gasps> Luke loses his hand, right? And like that is dismemberment for the service of building his character up, right? Well, right. I just said dismemberment in episode three. Yeah. Everyone's favorite. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I know. loses everything. He loses so everything. that one's out in, we're, we're less yeah. than a month away from yeah. that game. So yeah, I think if it's, if it's kind of not pinging on your, your game radar for the fall right now, light it back up on there because it's, I think it's going to be a bigger, deeper, um, more interesting game than just the kind of traditional Force Unleashed type straight action game that we might have been expecting. It's it's gone gold, which you know d- doesn't mean it's done because <laughs> they haven't sent it out to reviewers yet. And they're like, yeah, it's done, but don't play it, don't play it, yeah. it's not ready. Yeah. <laughs> a day zero <laughs> patch. Yeah. In other words, they picked a version to put on a disc and put in boxes. That virtually no one will ever play. It. <laughs> exactly. Like, I don't even. I don't even know. Like if you can play, it. you probably can if you like disconnect your Xbox and yeah, and uh, it just install off the disc. But like only a crazy person would do that, or somebody who's on a submarine. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so like, what is what does Gun Gold even mean now? Then I, it's th- feature complete. Th- all the class all A bugs have been addressed. Right. Well, all, all it means is that they, they have picked a version to ship to, off to, to replication for yeah. to put on the discs, right? Um, you know wh- whether doesn't mean what it used to, right? Well, and it it always meant that, but they they since you know day one patches became a thing that they could assume that everybody will will have or virtually everybody will have. Uh, they became much more lax with like, well, this is shippable. It works, right? Yeah. The performance may be garbage, and there's you know some broken quests, but it <laughs> works. Um, and I'm not saying that about about this game. I don't know, but uh, there have definitely been a lot of games that have been in rough shape mm-hmm. before the before the zero day patch. Yeah, and they do that because they know they know that 
virtually no one will play that version. Yeah, a lot more bugs are KS now than they used to be, right? So they could just throw it all on the disc and like, oh, well, the difference is like back in the day, Gone Gold means everyone gets to go on vacation. Right. Well, <laughs> and now, now, now Gone Gold means, all right, now we continue to work for four weeks and then we talk about vacation. Yep, start start making the, the zero-day patch and you know, get, get everything you possibly can done before then. Unless your game is a game of service, in which case you just never go on. <laughs> yes, it never ends. Uh, all right, so we're running out of time. I did not think we'd talk about those two games for that long, but I'm glad we did. Those They're were both interesting th- games. Yeah, both super interesting games. Uh, and so I'll just finish with NPD for September. Now, NPD is admittedly incomplete. You know, they don't track every digital everything, every storefront, but it still gives us a decent snapshot of who's buying which games and which games are are doing super well. So for September, the number one game of the month, NBA 2K20. Uh, If if you're not a sports fan, that's okay. But yeah, the NBA brand in particular, 2K is, I mean, it's been big for many years, but it's just continued to get bigger and bigger each year. I mean, FIFA is probably still the... The overall best-selling sports games, worldwide, I, yeah. yeah, worldwide. But but again, the NBA is is growing worldwide. Um, although maybe China bans the NBA at, now. I don't know. That's a separate cost. discussion. <laughs> but um, but yeah, two K twenty instantly the best. It is the, is the best-selling game of twenty nineteen, and yeah. it's right right out of the gate. It is. That's it, how well it did. The best-selling really, game of twenty nineteen so far. Yeah. So far. So Holy crap. we're we're ten months well, through this nine nine months in and. 2K20 comes out and it's it it passed everything else by yeah, it, from the rest of the it came out in September. It just yeah came out in September, Jeez. beginning of September. Jeez, yeah, like that, that game like there there must be such a huge casual audience of that game yeah. that just buys it every year because like the 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 like really engaged fan like hardcore fans of sports games hate it. They NBA like, on the on the comment the comment side like that 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 review like has a huge number of downvotes just for people protesting the game itself because of the, the, you know, the, the loot box gambling elements of it. Right. Um, well, what's the alternative now? I mean, well, there's, there's NBA live from last year. I, I always thought that EA's version of basketball was looked as the lesser product to take two over the last right. 10 years. Yeah. 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 Okay. Right. But it has been, it has been improving the last few it's years. It's getting better. Um, and yeah, you know, cause they, they started from scratch, whereas 2k was, was, you know, just, just, you know, already, already huge. And they, yeah. 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 So they, they had to, catch up but, but they've, they've gotten better by all accounts um so it'll, it'll be interesting interesting to see and but i mean it who knows what kind of microtransactions will be in that if that anchors the same crowd but it, it like it really goes to show like that those microtransactions are not hurting them with their with these in the this, wallet yeah this, this big this enormous casual audience it's the vocal minority yeah it is but you know they have they have a, a strong point like, oh yeah for for anybody who who's like super into that that kind of game like i i agree like a lot of that stuff is pretty offensive and i i, I don't want it in my games sure um but you as long as you can ignore it and still do okay it's fine but it's still the principle of the thing yeah um but like a lot of people just don't care yeah well that's sort of my stance too like with microtransactions like with breakpoint is a perfect example ghost are, recon yeah. are they in there yes do i have to buy them no if i don't buy them and someone else does does it does it diminish my experience? No. In that case, I don't care. Right. right? Like, you want to spend your money? Feel free. But, yep. if, you're, but if you're playing Ultimate Team, that's not... The, well, the FIFA, yeah. I mean, EA has always said the benchmark for their products is FIFA Ultimate Team <laughs> because it just makes a ridiculous amount of money every single year. 
So moving down the top 10, Borderlands 3, which of course also debuted in September. Uh, Now, of course, there was a... Well, was, there, there was some, you know, ch- chest beating uh, press release when after Borderlands Three came out. It's like, oh, it's the two Ks fast. Like, well, what about NBA Two K Twenty? That's yo, the same publisher. We're get that 2K, press 2K, release. 2K, I mean, it's it's like uh, I think they're sp- talking specifically about Two K games and not Two K sports because like <laughs> Take Two also owns Rockstar, and there's no way this is outselling. Well, that's 2K. true too. That's a good point. So, so, it's, so. It's, it's a it's a very narrow definition of it's all in the fine print. But I, I guess if you are a uh, two Take Two shareholder, you've had a Probably a pretty good month. I don't know what the stock looks like. Pretty good decade. The, to really. top, the top, the top two games of, of September are both yeah. uh, new releases from 2K. Uh, then we move to so EA's got three sports games in the top ten. The number three game, FIFA 20, which we just mentioned. Uh, number five, Madden, and number nine, NHL 20, which mm-hmm. also debuted in September. So um, yeah, pro- the, the EA sports money machine keeps right on cranking along number four was uh, zelda Link's awakening for switch which i'm having a blast with That's right cool. now number let's see six is ghost recon breakpoint so uh seemingly not as strong of a start as, as wildlands had remember you know wildlands was one of the best-selling games of 2017 right and that's not to say breakpoint won't have those legs and get there but you know debuting not super high on this list. I mean, it didn't review very well across. The no, it did not. No, I think I was one of the higher ones, and I gave it a six. six. Yeah, yeah. So there's, uh, and then number number seven, relevant to this audience, Gears Five debuting at number seven. Now, before you think, oh, that's kind of a bummer of a debut for Gears Five, single platform. It's it's also not counting Game Pass. Bingo. Game that's Pass. the big thing. Like that's that's why I preface this whole thing with NPD doesn't factor in everything. Like their Steam doesn't. I think I don't factor think. doesn't report to NPD. NPD doesn't crawl Steam, really. I mean, well, that's, they they can't. Like that information is not public, right? Uh, Gaben, you can get <laughs> you can get like concurrence and you can extrapolate from that, but it's not it's not science. And and you know even even like Steam Spy, uh, yeah. got shut out of a lot of stuff, and their right, yeah. right. numbers are even fuzzier now too. And and it's the same thing with Game Pass. Microsoft would have to report that information voluntarily to the NPD. That group. is crazy to me. Like, how do you have a service? Uh, Steam is arguably the largest platform in the world, right? I mean, yeah, arguably hundred hundred million plus. Maybe iOS App Store. Well, yeah, I mean, if you if you that's, count, that's different. Well, yeah, not, sure. Not a gaming platform. Yeah. Yeah. Enthusiast gaming platform. Yes, right. so that's that's crazy to me. Like that, there's no product, or maybe there is, and it's just a premium, and they don't disclose those numbers. No, like the, the numbers are all disclosed to the to the publisher, mm. whoever puts it on there. Uh, like they know all that information, but whether they share it or not is entirely their call, and it's considered proprietary information. So why would they? So Fair. with with Gears Five, I actually have to think that, that that's a Unless pretty a pretty nice debut, considering that there were you know Microsoft did put out a press release. They had like I think three million. On Game Pass or something, they, they, they did give some early Game Pass numbers. Yeah, do we know how many for people, Gears Five? Do we know how many subscribers Game Pass has? We don't. We don't know. There's another number. That it's another. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah Microsoft I has, has really um, not been keen to reveal any numbers whatsoever this entire this generation. generation. Yeah, well, they, they were early on, and then hmm. well, last well, generation, yeah, they were more than they were, happy yeah. to let you know how many 360s were in people's homes. Yes. But well, they, they changed a lot of their, the, the way they present their metrics to like, t- engagement and time play. Yeah, like yeah. That, as opposed to units sold, over 10 million hours played. Right. So uh, yeah, Gears Five single single console platform exclusive release that also probably had yeah a, a huge a huge. Uh, 
Game Pass player base and still popping up at the the number seven game sold with the with the uh, platforms that the retail places that NPD does track. Right. So not too bad for Gears this, Five there. This next one, number eight, surprises the heck out of me. It's uh, Nam. Oh, sorry, Bandai Namco's uh, Code Vein. Which anime is Dark Souls. Anime Dark Souls. Anime <laughs> Vampire Dark Souls. Other vampires. Uh, so Code Vein has been one of those games that's just existed for like five years. Uh, I know you and I have previewed it. I have to. We did an IGN first on that game. Like we did two IGN firsts on that game. Yeah, it's uh, and first and IGN second. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, we we scooped ourselves. Uh, and then it, additionally, you know, we featured it heavily in like games to watch every year. So I think three or four years running, like we, this is a long time out, development, yeah. Which is is just surprising to see it come out and actually perform really well. Now maybe it's only sold on platforms that MPD crawls pretty consistently, but um, you know, for a game designed to fill the hole left by Dark Souls and Bandai Namco's catalog, that's really good. That's that's yeah, really I mean, good. I, I feel like again in our bubble, our sort of enthusiast community bubble, that that the release of Code Vein just came and went. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And I'm not, again, not saying it's a bad game. I think we gave it a, a decent review. Yeah, it was in seven somewhere. Yeah, right. But yeah, it just seemed like it. Nobody talked about it. Well, even as far back as a year ago, because at that point it was just diminishing returns on the marketing. Right. right? Like we'd all heard about it. We knew it was coming. Just let us know when it's out. It's it's interesting that that it did better than the Surge Two. Um, the Surge Two isn't on this list. Well, yeah. I mean, just, just that, that, you know, the surge is, is, uh, an established name and it's already, uh, the name is out there, has some name recognition, whereas code vein has just been this uncertain thing that's been out there in the ether. But anime vampire. Yeah. I would, <laughs> I would, way I would, more appealing. <laughs> I would also argue that I think we saw code vein before surge one came out. Right. So, I mean, the, the name recognition has been out there, but also Bandai Namco's obviously got more money to spend than I believe focus mm. does surge. Yeah. So, you know, you get what you, you put. Yeah, marketing budgets do matter. We've yeah. seen that with Control, for instance. Yes, we have. <laughs> or <So>. haven't. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. There, and then uh, Mario Kart 8, an oldie but goodie, crack, back into the top 10. Carting oh. along. Yeah, just to thank you. Yes, doing, uh, I am shocked. doing just fine. I'm shocked we don't see Minecraft or Skyrim on this list again. Wait. Or GTA. Give it a, okay. give it a month Actually, or two. Yeah, yeah I'm sure it'll... it'll bump get back on there after the holidays are over yeah. so uh we've got actually uh we're out of time it has been a over an hour and we've got you want to blow through more a, a nope, trivia? nope we got more more shows been looking, i get yelled at if we stay in here too i've been long looking now. at this question for three weeks and i knew the answer <laughs> on the first week well save actually, it because uh, next so next week we'll do that destin should be back because we also have we'll have the we'll have the live unboxing i haven't even seen it yet of the 2019 Unlock Block Trivia Trophy, Ooh. which Wait. so yeah, let's it's do been it. created let's do by a member of the audience. Yeah, let's do trivia today, so Destin doesn't get the option to get the point. <laughs> now we gotta go. He's ahead, right? We yeah. gotta go. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get all your fault. My ear chewed off by production if uh, <laughs> if we don't call it. It's, right. We're already five six minutes over. So fine. <laughs> yeah, TikTok. That's uh, that's how it works. That's right. here. We got you a ton got, of work to do anyway. So. Lots to do. So. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. I am reviewing, am I allowed to say? Yeah. I mean, like the date and everything. Uh, Do they get annoying about that? They get a little fishy about that sometimes. I'm reviewing Luigi's Mansion 3 soon. If you're a, if you're, you like Switch games, you like Nintendo stuff. And then uh, I will be working on a, on a game that's coming to Xbox. I'll be reviewing that. 
very soon as well. Yes. Uh, yes, indeed. So stay tuned. There's, there's reviews from all of us for every Forever. game. It's, it's a big time of year. Uh, Dan Stapleton, want to promote thyself? Yeah, just add Dan Stapleton on Twitter. What did uh, you do this week? <laughs> uh, Outer, I reviewed Outer, Outer World. You should check that review out on IGN.com. Yeah, read it or watch it yeah. on IGN or YouTube. I watched uh, the video review. It's very good. Thank you. It's a great job. Fantastic. Thanks for coming by, Dan. Thanks for having Brandon? me. Brandon? Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Brandon Tyrell. It's just my name. Um, I am continuing to work alongside Ryan on our IGN First this month for October. It's just games to keep on your radar. I think it's called Games to Watch. Um, so yeah, every week we've got a few pieces going up from a bunch of cool different games that we think you should keep your eye on. Yes. Um, and more coming. I think we put something up yesterday and there's another one tomorrow and then yes, more on the forward. way. Yeah. More fun stuff. There's one I'm really, really excited about for next week, but I can't talk about it. Excellent. Ooh. Miranda, take us home. Yeah. So you can follow me on Twitter, Twitter, Instagram, and everywhere else at Havoc Rose and it's Havoc with a K. Um, I've got two things. First off, I'm very proud of everyone because nobody missed out. Missed or miss, messed up saying outer world <laughs> until now, until I messed up this whole thing. <laughs> that whole sentence, and I was really hoping someone, <laughs> someone messed up. I'm like half asleep here. I have had, I've, I'm man- managing like so many projects. Coffee. I know I need another There's cup so of coffee. coffee. Anyway, um, I've I st- actually have been staying up way too late playing Destiny. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, that'll happen. Anyway, having fun. Yeah, it's been good. Uh, so a shadow keep that aside, yeah. Gotta shout out Outer Wilds because I have to do it every show, <laughs> and people keep tweeting me saying, "Miranda, I tried, I tried out Outer Wilds. <laughs> I'm having a hard day. I tried out Outer Wilds on Games Pass, and yeah. you were right. So, so play, it. so play Outer play. Worlds and Outer Wilds both on Xbox yeah. Game Pass, and then just like close your eyes, have someone, hey, pick up the outer game for me yeah. and then they'll pick out the right just one. Just go on the Xbox <laughs> store and search for outer W and put all of that in your, yeah, just, in your cart. Just download them. <laughs> just you can't go wrong. Them. They're both on game. Pets. They're both in space. <laughs> you, you fly yeah. ships. They, yeah. they don't have uh, weapons. Such a good deal. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, they're great. Um, so please play that game. Have, it's, it's a treasure. Have, have you both played outer wilds? Yes. Okay. We don't I, have time to talk about it. Right no, now. I know. I, I have Wait, not. What I, would love, what I would love to do is all four of us play it. I know when review season is terrible, but then have like a, a spoiler sesh or, or like a book club. Please. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so please play Outer Wilds. I will talk about that forever. Um, my other thing is that I've just, again, like I said, managing a bunch of projects. So please use IGN wikis. And if there's something we're missing or if there's something you're looking for, just let us know. I have, I have uh, dug into the Zelda Link's Awakening Yay. guide uh, a couple of times for for a couple of spots that annoyed me so Excellent. i popped it open for control a few times marvelous excellent finding your way around that game is not easy all right thank you all very much and we will see you I back here <laughs> next week Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. 
That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.